Today is a great day for you to resign. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship Team Training, our awesome university members and friends around all the internet and socials. Thank you so much. Brandon Dempsey here, and so excited to bring you another Monday episode. We are so grateful to have you and to be back. Thank you again for downloading us into your device and also saving us in your playlist. We ask that you would also please subscribe to the Worship Team Training Podcast here on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and elsewhere where you find us. What's up, university members? We have some great things coming up for you. This Thursday, well, actually the next Thursday, Jared Shepard from Iron City Worship is going to be with us here December 19th. And also coming up, we have our year-end review for Worship Team Training and all the things worship and leading and your church. Uh, Don't forget to check the events calendar, that's wttu.co slash events, because next year we have great guests coming. Jeff Dio, Gary Durbin, Stephen Brewster. It's gonna be a lot of fun, so you don't wanna miss 2020. A lot of great things coming down the pike. Let's get right to it. So why should you resign? Why is it a great day? In fact, I think it's not only just a great day, but it's every day that we should resign. That is the topic of today's episode. So. Why do I bring this topic up? I mean, Brandon, you know, when you say resign, what does that really mean? I mean, yeah, resign. I mean, resign completely from what you think you should be doing. Resign from leading worship. Resign from self. Resign from the rest of where you think you need to be in life. So what does that all mean as a minister, as a leader of worship, as a worshiper, when I say you should resign today, let's jump right in. So I was told, this is my story, and it goes all the way back to a few episodes ago where I had talked of my upbringing in the way that I was leading worship, what got me started when I was in my early 20s, even before that. And I mentioned to you in one episode that, and probably just a few because this has always stuck with me, but I had an older elder come to me, and as I was walking into the service to lead worship, and you may remember this, guys, I had an elder that greeted me at the door as I was walking in, and he said, Brandon, and he put his hand on my shoulder, today is a great day for you to resign. Now, How about that, leading worship? Yeah, we're jumping in deep right away. You know me, I'm not sugarcoating anything. I'm telling you how it is, like it is, the way it is. And this elder was for real. When he said you should resign, he was meaning indefinitely. There was something about me that he did not like. There, this this was a serious notation of him wanting me gone from the church. Now, how would you like to lead worship after that being said to you? The setup before the first song, right? So I will tell you that this person and I, we had our differences and we shared what those differences were. But at this time, this gentleman was probably in his, somewhere in his mid 60s. I'm in my early 20s, huge age difference huge ministry perspective difference, music difference, you name it. And this person was someone that 
I truly did like, I liked, I liked this person, but I always knew that he was very critical of what I did and not just me, but others. And so walking in, you know, how do you handle things like that? When somebody says you should resign, I looked at it because I, I, I will tell you this and first and foremost, before you go any further, when you're in ministry, it doesn't matter. Look, worship leader, you may think that you're just a worship leader and you're not a real minister. Let me tell you the truth. You are a minister and you don't have to lead worship in order to be one. Being a minister is what God has called every believer to be because we minister in different ways. It's not just pastoring a church or doing music or doing children or youth. Being a minister could be ministering in your own job, in your own school, wherever the vocation or place that you may be, you are a minister to such of those people in community. Why? Because God has called us to be equipped. God has called us to be worshipers. And if we are equipped worshipers of Him, walking, everyday, living, breathing believers, then that should infiltrate no matter what we do. We minister everywhere. It just so happens to be the place where you are. So for worship leaders and people alike, I encourage you that if you are a minister, you need to lean on people that you can lean on. You need to find people that preferably outside of your church that can mentor you. So for me, back in that day, my early 20s, when this was spoken from this gentleman, I had mentors in my life that I could lean on. I had men that were older than me, anywhere between 5, 10 to 20 years older than me that I could call upon. So in dealing with this person and dealing with the thought of him saying that I should resign, I had a lot of levels that I had worked through. And the words of my mentors were ringing in my mind when this person was saying to me, Brandon, you should resign. It was the, the thought and reminder of, yes, I should resign to myself, but I will not resign from what God's called me to do until He resigns me from it. So therefore, I have a job, I have a calling, I have a ministry to do. And that was my inward response. My outward response was, thank you for the advisement. I'll take that into consideration. And I moved right on. Let me just say, he was speechless, and so was I, because I wasn't even thinking of what words should I say. It just came out. And during those times, I was praying. Now, that was then. But those words, as I said earlier in the broadcast, has stuck with me because I believe that there is a true trueness about the fact of why we really should resign spiritually and in a way uh, mentally, emotionally from what we do. So I'm, this is a long intro setup, so forgive me. <clears throat> but this, this has a lot to do with what I thought worship leading was and what it isn't. So number one, resign from leading worship and your expectations. Leading worship is not the way that you intend it to be, but it's the way that God intends it to be. I get that from Psalm 40, verse 8. The psalmist says, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. And then we also have Hosea 6, 6. God says, for I desire mercy, 
not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. God is not interested in the way that we lead worship. God is interested in the way that we worship. He is interested in the way that we follow Him in worship. It's not about the song. It's not about the gear. It's not about the setup. It is truly about the heart. I ask myself that question before I lead worship every Sunday, before every service. God, what are you wanting me to say? What are you wanting me, how are you wanting me to listen first and then say, right? And then God, what songs are upon the people's heart that I need to sing with? Not sing to, not help them follow me, not Lord, please let them sing along with me. Let them sing. No, it's Lord, let me sing with them. Let me be with them. Let me understand what their world is and to form my expectations around them. Maybe it should be the prayer of, Lord, let it be your expectations. May I follow those expectations and see what those are among your people. I think that's a broader landscape of how to view the worship environment, the worship community, our social community. And then last, Romans 9.16, it does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. Right there. Paul reminds us, it's not about what we depend upon in our human abilities, but rather, It's by God's work. It's by God's mercy. It's by God's mercy and gift that he even gave you a talent, that he gave you an instrument to play, a voice to sing, technology to enjoy and to work and to lead worship through all the capabilities that God's given us. But what about the capabilities that God's given you to lead worship daily when you're not in the service, when you're not in the church, when you're not behind the board. What is that like? Do you lead worship the same way in your work or school and the way that you lead life wherever that you go? Do you lead worship that same way as you lead in the church? And I don't mean that, no, you don't have a microphone carrying a microphone with you or a guitar with you everywhere you go. Look, people, no, it's more of a, you know, it's how I interact with people. It's how I listen, how I love. Moving on. Number two, resign from your expectations from others and what they say about you. So it's not about even what the gentleman said to me coming in. I have to resign from other people's expectations. That's the biggest, I think that's the biggest kicker, isn't it? Is not to care about their expectations, but to care about them. Wow, how do you do that? Everyone, you got to think of it this way. You will never please people. Never. Never, never, never change them. It will never work. So what they say about you, that may not change either, but it's what you do with it that can change. This person that said these words to me that I should resign, that came from his own expectations, his own opinion, his own uh, feeling and what he thought about me. But that's, those were his thoughts. It doesn't mean that I should take upon his thoughts myself just because he said it doesn't make it true. We tell our children that, right? Like, just because your five-year-old comes to you, well, Johnny said I'm a blueberry head. Okay, well, are you blueberry head? No. Okay. We're teaching our children how to think, but 
Are we teaching ourselves too? Are we allowing God to teach us what to think? Because if I'm allowing other people's expectations to rule over me, then I'll never have a say about my own life. And then how can God do something within my heart if I'm so worried about what other people say about my heart? 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. That was my heart's cry. Still my heart's cry. No matter what age I am now versus where I was when I started leading worship, I am still young in the eyes of God, and I do not need to let the expectations of others rule over me, but only let God rule over my heart. His expectations become my rule, my way. And number three, embrace who you are, not who you think you are. It's so easy for us to think, yeah, but if I can just do this in leading worship, I can do that. Now, look, I know that you hear this from me all the time, and you may be saying, yeah, but Brandon, you say this every podcast. You, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to keep repeating myself and repeating myself and repeating myself because I know it may be the 54th time that I may say it that it may finally click for some of you. Because these are things that I know that God is repeatedly saying to me. I'm just sharing with you my personal journey. And I know that there's others out there. I know there's, there's you who's going through these levels too. So embrace who you are, not who you think you are. We think about ourselves in the context of, man, but I want to lead worship like that. Or man, if I can only play drums like this, if I can only do this or have this in my life, this will make me more competent in who I am. No, who you are is who God's word says you are. Not what the world, again, this is the expectations from others. What about the expectations of things or the expectations of yourself? Resign. Resign from those things and embrace who you are. Ephesians 1.9 says, He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ. God purposed you in Christ. He didn't purpose you in the things that you think about and the things that you value and what you think is important. He first purposed you in Christ. And 1 John 4, 16 says, And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. If I treasure the things in God, if I put my life in the love of God, God already has put his love and life in me. Then I become unison with that. And then nothing else in the exterior matters. Psalms 103 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We didn't make ourselves. He made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Number four, embrace how God has called you and equipped you to lead. Embrace who you are. Embrace how God has called you, not how He's called somebody else, not how He's called what you've seen on YouTube, but how He has called you. You may think, yeah, but Brandon, what He's called is not much out of me. You're exactly right. Because how can God make the most of you if you've built up so much of yourself out here? But maybe if you're broken, maybe if you're weak, maybe if you say, yeah, God, I only have these two mites, these two little pennies. Isn't that what happened what the woman who gave the little that she had and Jesus spoke about, and then what did Jesus say? Because of her great faith, this story will be made known forever through all generations. Because it's the little that you have, God creates the much. Because God is in the business of building the ministry through you, not you doing it yourself. 
2 Corinthians 3, 6, he made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, no longer in the Old Testament, but now in the new, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Paul says, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Everything that we try to expect or pour expectations upon ourselves, that's what's going to kill us. But if we live by the spirit, that's, that's what will bring us life. 2 Timothy 3, 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Why? Because in 2 Thessalonians 2, 14, he has called you to this through our gospel that you might share, here it is, you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we share in the glory of what God does. That's the reason why he's calling and equipping and building you. It is for his glory on Sunday morning when you step up to that mic or instrument or fader. Number five, resign it all to Christ, forgetting the past and stride. Don't strive, stride. Take big leaps ahead in the upward call of Jesus. This is why it should matter to you. This is why it should matter to you. Isaiah 43, 18, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. Proverbs 4, 5, get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget my words or turn away from them. James 1, 24, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Do not be like the man in the mirror where you walk away and forget who God has called you to be. Do not forget that he's called you to press on to the upward call, the upper call of Jesus Christ. For Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the goal, toward the goal, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Hey friends, before we continue with the conclusion of this podcast, I just want to invite you to our university program, Worship Team Training University. You can find it at wttu.co. In that program for membership, we have access to give you to 800 pieces of articles and video content for training for your worship ministry and development of your team and for your personal practice time. We have videos on instructional music for voice, guitar, keyboard, other instruments. We have special guest interviews from very well-known worship leaders that come on to share their heart, their experience, and their ministry background to help empower you look through the unlimited webinars we have, downloadable tools, eBooks, and there's so much more. You can try us out for a free membership uh, by going to the homepage at wttu.co. Also, you can just sign up for a, uh, what's coming out soon is a free trial that would just give you the basics of getting our newsletter and updates from time to time and rotating articles that we have for a special, but you'll be blessed by becoming a full transform member to receive all unlimited content and downloads for your worship ministry. So we invite you to go to wttu.co. Now here is the continuation of the closing of our podcast. Above all, guys, this is about what God is doing through you. It is about how the Lord is leading you in his ministry and how he's called you personally, emotionally, spiritually, from the heart, so that how God is making you is what is the ministry to the people that you serve. It is not about the exterior things and what we do within worship or in the church. It is really about who you are. Well, Brandon, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel, I don't like who I am. 
well, then this is the greater work then that God's called you to do first, which is self-development. And where does that come from? It comes from Scripture. It comes from getting into your Bible app, getting to the old pages of the Bible. It is about living and breathing God's Word and digging deep into your soul and letting God permeate everything through your heart, mind, soul, strength, so that you worship and honor God and glorify only Him. Let there be no other gods before you. Let there be no other candy or eye-catching thing or I gotta do this or your list or expectations. Let there be no other thing but only God. Because as you live your life and allow God to lead you through it and follow Him, God does all great things through you. That's what it's about. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for calling us as ministers, most of all, your children. And the way that you called us and, and, and led us to live. Father, may we live these things out in truth and fullness and to multiply and to be great in the fruit of the work that you called us to. I pray for each worship minister and each worshiper listening and pastor and volunteer that you would empower and grow them in the way that you lead them and you call them to go in their in their churches. Thank you for this day in Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I pray, look, if this has hit you somewhere soft, hard, or questions, hit me up, Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. Email me and let me know your thoughts. Members, don't forget to check out the new events we got on wttu.co slash events and all the great stuff coming. Guys, I hope that this podcast was encouraging and meant something to you. If it did, please, if you would, go back to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And better yet, share this podcast with a friend write a comment, let people know what's been happening. Members, share this out with your team and may God do all great things through you. Love you guys and see you back on the next Monday devotional podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.